the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the James Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and to overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. Hello, welcome to It's Your Life. Uh, I'm James Cooley, and I tell you, we got an absolutely fantastic show tonight, and uh, uh, we just, uh, uh, I tell you, uh, as I mentioned yesterday, Veterans Day, uh, that was such an important show uh, to, uh, I tell you, just talk about the veterans that have served, the veterans uh, and the first uh, responders that always have been here. We just talk about America in general. Uh, that is so, so wonderful uh, that uh, I wanted uh, everybody to know that that was a wonderful show. And the show that we're going to do tonight it's going to be associated with uh, smiling, the psychology of smiling. And just uh, every time you see somebody, regardless of what the situation or circumstances that you might be going through, sometimes we just have to smile it off. Yeah, Michelle, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. You know, smiling is, uh, it does contribute to happiness and a great demeanor, and, you know, people see you smile, and, you know, they're mostly drawn to that person. So we're going to hear a little bit more about this topic with our amazing guest tonight. And uh, I tell you, this uh, amazing guest, I call her the young doctor, uh, because uh, every time I have this young lady on the show, it's a, first of all, an absolute pleasure. Secondly, she brings so much knowledge uh, to uh, our listening audience because uh, she's uh, one of those uh, guests that's under 30, and that's, uh, I say that she's doing some amazing things, and I love this young lady. Uh, and uh, she, just like I, I told her, she can be on my show any time. And Chris, uh, when you have a guest like that, you've been in the business for a long, long time, my friend. Uh, we have to just say yes. Uh, they can be on the show, JC, uh, uh, any time because they bring value to uh, everything that we do. Yes, absolutely. And 
I tell you, I want to get directly uh, into the conversation with this young lady, but I tell you, I want our listener audience to know that uh, we are in the beautiful city of New York, and uh, we at Michelle's uh, mother's house tonight. Uh, the last couple of nights, we've been at the World Trade Center uh, directly across there. I know that uh, uh, my my mother-in-law is listening to this right now, and she's probably going to say, what, you guys been in New York for a couple of days? <laughs> and Michelle is kicking me on uh, my uh, legs, saying, don't send that Mommy going to get me. <coughs> but I tell you, it's so wonderful seeing the smile on my mother-in-law's face today. And uh, she is an absolutely fantastic woman. And uh, we're going to talk about smiling because when we saw her, that's what Michelle and I was doing. Exactly. We were smiling. And we can't wait to get in talking with our amazing guest tonight, Desi Carson. And the title of tonight's show is The Psychology Behind Smiling. And the purpose of the show tonight is getting to know the background and profession of our guest, Desi Carson, to discuss the psychology behind smiling, how smiling relates to mental health management, and to discuss happy and positive privilege. James, you ready for me to introduce this wonderful guest? Well, first of all... um you got to tell our listening audience how that they can call in if they want to smile. Because I'm looking at this beautiful uh, young lady. I'm looking at her on the screen. And our uh, listening audience, radio audience, uh, Zoom audience, uh, Facebook audience, you cannot see the smile on this beautiful uh, young lady's face. And uh, I tell you, we are in uh, for a lesson learned. A lesson learned. Desi, you, I see you smiling back there. How you doing? Are you okay? Can, I, can we hear you? Can we hear your voice? Can I we hear something? I wasn't sure when to kick in, Jane. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, you know. I tell you, this is your third time on the show, I, I believe. Yeah, I'm starting to lose count, man. <laughs> but you know what? Um, remember what I told you the first time that uh, before you came on the show, I said if you're great. They count to eight. Oh, that was you, Muhammad Ali turns. Right? <laughs> I said, if you're great, uh, you would be on on a regular. Uh, did I lie to you? You didn't, no. And I was nervous, <laughs> but in a good way, right? It felt like an opportunity to really be impactful. So thank you again for having me again and again and again. <laughs> and again, and i tell you what, Michelle, can you introduce this great guest to our listening audience? Yes, Desi Carson. There is no Desi without DEI. Growing up across 10 different states, she found consistency in volunteerism, such as food drives, shelters, teaching sports skills to children with special needs, anonymous suicide hotlines, and more. As a queer woman of color, she repurposed her vastly diverse life expertise by specializing in intersectional advocacy. After graduating from the University of Virginia in 2014, she spent her main career running inclusive recreational programs at UVA, Valdosta State University, and adult sports on a national level at Zog Sports. At each institution, she introduced adaptive sports as well as created grassroots DEI initiatives leading to longstanding internal changes. It's been featured in publications concerning national sales strategy and LGBTQIA plus representation within the sports world. She also volunteered for the past five years as a venue director for the Special Olympics of Georgia. The James Cooley Show, It's July, proudly presents Desi Carson. Desi, 
just like I said, um, you're not a stranger to the James Cooley Show, and um, you are going to continue to be a, unless you fire uh, Michelle and I, uh, <laughs> you will be an, an impact, what I call an impact player in everything that we do in life, especially when it comes to diversity, equity, and inclusion. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm going to say that again, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Okay, so Desi, um, can you just remind our listening audience uh, a little bit about your career and, and your background and the services that uh, you and your organization provide? Yeah, absolutely. So I work with two organizations. The first one is Inclusion Next Work. That's N-E-X-T-W-O-R-K. Um, if you want to go to the website, it's inclusionnextwork.org. And we are, we call it IDEA, so it's Inclusion, Diversity, Equity, Access, and Social Justice Practitioners. And we offer consulting, assessments related to ideas, uh, values, um, we help with coaching, we help with program development, we run healing circles, we run uh, community leadership development, skill building, all of the above. And then my other organization, Psychotherapy, uh, we work for men- uh, equitable mental health care access for people of color through salons, barbershops, and beyond. And we offer certification programs for people to get certified as mental health lay people and understand the cultural implications of mental illness within like the DSM and understanding bias and just basically helping their community in ways without getting a full-fledged psychology degree, which is kind of hard sometimes. <laughs> wow. You wear many hats. <laughs> yeah, that's just you, two. <laughs> you do a lot. The whole closet because that is, I know, and, and personally, I personally do a lot of coaching, writing, ghostwriting, speaking, all of that, um, just to help our community. So whatever is available. Oh, great, great. Hey, Desi, before we get in, go into break, can you kind of start off in telling us why smiling worth talking about when it's something that people most naturally do? Yeah, it's because we most naturally do it. We all do it. And for it's something that we need to pay attention to. Um, it contributes to our mood. It contributes to how we relate to each other socially. It contrib- It speaks languages. It it transverse. It it goes across language. We can ha- find happiness with people that we can't even understand each other. And so it's really a critical part of how we connect to each other as humans. And that's why it's important to talk about. Wow, um, is this a topic you've always talked about, or you've always wanted to talk about? I would say it's definitely a topic that I like talking about and maybe I don't talk about often enough. And part of it is because I tend to get noted for how much I smile and laugh and how important that is. And, and folks might ask, how how are you so happy like this all the time? And then they unlock my backstory and they say, wow, really? How are you so happy all the time? And so it's part of it. <laughs> Desi, hold that thought. We got to go to station break. Listening audience, if you want to be a part of this conversation, call in at 1-888-344-1170. 1-888-344-1170. We'll be back with the James Cooley Show. It's your life in a moment. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. 
Are you a veteran over the age of 65 or were you married to a veteran over the age of 65? If so, we want to make sure you're getting all the VA benefits you deserve. Veterans Advocacy Associates is a nonprofit organization whose sole goal is to help veterans get the benefits they've earned and deserve. They've helped thousands of veterans and their surviving spouses understand and receive VA benefits. Call them even if you have previously been denied. Call 951-296-6755 or visit myvaa.org. That's myvaa.org. Hi, I'm James Cooley, host of The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join me as I share my true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, on Amazon and wherever audio books are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. And we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, The True Life Coming of Age Story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now, here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. Uh, I'm James Cooley, and uh, my great and my fantastic co-host, Michelle Cooley, is uh, is here, and uh, she's going to be handling most of the show tonight, and we got this fantastic guests. Uh, we got Desi Carson, and I, t- I call her the young doctor, and uh, she's going to be putting it down, but I tell you, Facebook audience, uh, listening audience, if you cannot um, hear the show and you can watch it, all you have to do is just go to the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. Again, oh, go to the internet, or go to any other streaming networks, the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life, and just click on Listen Live. The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. Click on Listen Live, and if you're having problems hearing us, you will be able to hear us. The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. Click on Listen Live, and um, I'm going to turn it back over to Michelle. Thank you, James. Welcome back to the show, Desi Carson. The title of tonight's show is The Psychology 
behind smiling. Desi, what is some of the psychology behind smiling, and what exactly are you talking about? Yeah, so we're talking about a couple of things, twofold, both internal and external, when it comes to the effect that smiling has on us and our way of life. So internally, when we smile, it actually releases dopamine, endorphins, and serotonin, which you might recognize as the good (laughs) neurotransmitters that we want in our body. Um, And then externally, it affects a lot of how we relate to people. Uh, A lot of people tend to be more attracted to folks that smile more or feel more warm or more comfortable around folks that smile more. And what does that mean as far as social responsibility? And I know we'll talk about a little bit later. And what does that mean for our individual identities and smiling or not and the expectations on how much we should smile based off of how we're perceived by other people? Wow. So what are we looking for when people smile at us as, as you know, as just normal human beings? Yeah, we are looking for sometimes gratification, when, especially when meeting someone new and... I think we can all relate to if, <laughs> if someone laughs at our jokes, we feel like they really like us and therefore um, we're going to get along just fine. Um, we're looking for social acceptance. So a lot of times a smile represents, hey, you're in our group. Hey, we enjoy being around you. Hey, I'm enjoying this conversation. Or while I'm talking to you, I might be looking for verbal cues and saying, are you smiling? Are you looking at me? Or if not, then maybe you don't like what I'm saying. And the absence of a smile is also part of this psychology conversation, because if if it's not there, then we're going to assume the worst. And then that just starts this whole other spiral of thought. You know, I know for me, you know, when people smile, it it, it makes me feel like they're a little bit more approachable, mm-hmm. you know, that they just have a, a happy disposition and their demeanor is really friendly. So that's mm-hmm. definitely important. So, you know, in the virtual world, you know, the pandemic and just basically everything that we're doing, you know, um, Zoom, WebEx, my, um, Teams, you know, why is smiling even more important now in our virtual world? Yeah, because we only have about a foot and a half to work with here, so my shoulders can't do anything for you on Zoom, (laughs) but this right here, my face, my moneymaker is going to do it all for you and how we're relating to each other and getting along with each other um, in virtual spaces, and we're looking to build connections virtually as well, Um, and you, you might have experienced it as well. Like, Do you feel yourself smiling more in a virtual space because you know that people are only looking within this rectangle? Yeah, you're nodding, right? You've probably feel that so we adapt to it we've adapted in our virtual space to express more with our face or be more cognizant of of what's going on here or even our background and apologizing or being uh feeling not feeling bad when we're not necessarily being as smiley or as energetic in a conversation because we realize that this is the main focal point and people might be assuming bad things and, you know, it's interesting, you know, when people go on, uh, let's say, a virtual meeting, yeah. sometimes they don't want to show their uh, their video yep. because maybe they just, it could be so many different reasons, you know, mm-hmm. but it's more of a communication, more, you know, connecting with a person when you do show your face as opposed to like five people showing their face and you're the only um, two out of, you know, the, other, the only three people who are not showing their video there. You know, people do have a problem with that. I don't know if people um, realize that. What are your thoughts on that? 
Oh yeah. So kind of twofold. One, of course, on the access side, I'm gonna make hold a lot of space for folks and what reasons why they might not want to be on cam. Zoom fatigue or video fatigue is very real nowadays. I get it. Or you want to bring in cultural context. So let's say it's someone who like doesn't have their hair done or doesn't like how they're presenting and they're really, really self-conscious about it. I want to hold space for that. At the same time, yes, it does make it a lot harder because if no one else is on cam, I'm just looking at myself and I don't really want to just keep looking at myself the whole time. Um, and when people do come on and do smile, and I will say that because it is virtual, we have more direct FaceTime than we ever have before. Think about in person. We could like look off to the side or I could be mm-hmm. doing something or I could be kind of distracted or whatever. But no, here you have to be locked in for oh, more yeah. hours during the day. And it that's what leads to this greater Zoom fatigue because we've never had to look at people's faces so much. <laughs> you know, you're right about that. So wait a minute. Who smiles more, women or men? So I think this is a complicated answer. I would say that I think humans smile a lot across the board, but I believe that there's a social expectation for women presenting folks to smile more. And when they don't, women are are more likely to hear, well, you should smile more. Well, why don't you smile? Oh, I'm, I'm speaking to you. Why don't you smile? And... That's not really a story that's often told by men or men presenting folks. Um, it does tend to be a little gendered in that experience. So it makes you wonder, well, why Why is it that folks that present um, as femme presenting, like why do women have so much more pressure to smile more? I know. That is, that is, that's a, yeah, I remember one time... Um, Someone said to me, I th- I, either I was in a bad mood or something, I wasn't smiling. They're like, you know what? You look really pretty if you sm- if you look pretty if you smile more. Oh my god, <laughs> that's like, so you know, cringy. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It's true. You know, um, a smile uh, compared to a frown, it really does make a difference in your disposition and how people do see you. But um, you know, we got some you know little characters here. You know, emojis, emojis, and other text smiley. <laughs> play into conversations like how does that help with this whole psychology of smiling so when we're talking about the language of virtual texts or sending texts and or messages or dms the emojis and memojis and all that stuff are so important because they're else think about just getting straight texts all the time with no sort of embellishment no sort of smile it's really easy to misread mood and tone over text and so using those emojis actually helps paint this picture of hey i'm being sarcastic or hey i'm just being silly or or whatever it is um in the meantime and that's so important and it shows us that why smiling and our facial expression is extremely crucial for our understanding of each other and communication nonverbal communication is a massive majority of what we understand not just when people are talking or what we hear well you know what mental health is it's just it's just an important issue, not only today, but for like forever. So before we get into break, can you kind of start, how does the practice of smiling relate to mental health management, Desi? Yeah, so like I said earlier, there's literal neurotransmitters that are released when you smile. And those same neurotransmitters are the ones that tend to be deficient. 
in folks that have mental illnesses. So you might have heard the term SSRI, which is the most common like antidepressant sort of drug that you can get. And that stands for selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor. Basically what's happening is serotonin is being absorbed back into the, the body. And it's not flowing through your brain in a way that it's supposed to. Um, selective SSRIs prevent that reuptake. They prevent the absorption. So you get more serotonin in your body. So when you think about smiling, being able to release more serotonin, that's a pretty powerful thing when it comes to mental illness. So laughing, smiling, or just doing something that's joy producing can make a big difference in mental health management. You know what? You're right. Because Sometimes, like, when a person's feeling down and then someone says something that makes you smile or laugh, Mm -hmm. it changes your whole mood. It's like, oh, my gosh, I could be happy, you know? Uh, I don't Mm -hmm. have to stay in this funk. But, listening audience, we have to take a station break. Um, If you want to be part of this conversation, please call 1-888-344-1170. The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life, will be right back with our guest, Desi Carson. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. There is much truth in a journey that ain't over yet, as all of us journey through life's precious gifts of time, just like I have. Hi, I'm James Cooley, host of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join me as I share my true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. This is a must-listen to for anyone who thinks they are stuck in life or need to understand that their current situation is not their final destination. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet, is the unfiltered truth to provide hope for the future by challenging you to refuse to become a victim of life's circumstance and dare to be an overcomer because a bigger, better, and a more impactful life awaits you. Get the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet on Amazon and wherever audio books are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Noah Dingley here, producer of The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And the new audio version of James' book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, is a must-have. James shares his true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, by James Cooley on Amazon.com or wherever audiobooks are sold. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now, here's your host, James Cooley. 
Welcome back to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. I am Michelle Cooley, and we are excited to have our guest on the show tonight, Desi Carson. And listening audience, if you want to be part of this conversation, call one 888 344-1170. It's 1-888-344-1170. The title of tonight's show is The Psychology of Smiling. And, of course, we have our lovely Desi Carson on the show. Desi, can you tell us, do you believe smiles are contagious? Yes, very much so. <laughs> very much so. I would say especially as it relates to laughter as well. So smiles and laughter are especially contagious if you share a moment in seeing a funny thing. Um, things that are funny are really just things that we don't expect. So it's often um, a very an exciting time and a bonding time to be able to smile and laugh with other folks. And it's also a, a socialized response that when someone smiles, we do have a, a desire to smile back sometimes. <laughs> that is true. Even if you don't know what the person is smiling yep. about, <laughs> it's just like it's contagious. Like it hits everyone. It's like, okay, I don't know what the joke is yeah. or what's so funny or why are you so happy, but <laughs> it's like you want to be happy with them. So it is contagious. <laughs> and, we're all, and we're all just smiling at each other and we don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> It's like if you're walking down the street and you look up in the sky and you know there's nothing up there, but yep. you'd be amazed how many people look up to see what you're doing. Oh, yeah. That same thing if someone starts running, and <laughs> like other people start running. <laughs> and I'll throw in, too, that regional context is important here as well, because you've heard a lot of people talk about, like, southern hospitality and then, like, mm-hmm. versus northern and what that looks like. And I know I, I've, I have family in the south. I've lived in the south. And... I am very, and when I moved to Manhattan and I was smiling at everyone left and right on the street, I'm like, oh, we don't do this here. This is not oh, what people do in Manhattan. Desi, I'm born, raised in New York City. I, you should have you came to me and I would have told you this. I didn't know it's that. our way. You have to look straight and keep on walking. I had no idea. I came from bubbly Atlanta where everyone was inviting people over for dinner from the grocery store. Like, okay, no, we don't do that here. <laughs> anyway, okay, so do you believe that some people, what they call fake smile, when in actuality they're not happy, how does it affect someone's mental health when they feel they're forced to smile to appease others? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so I'd say, again, it's one of those twofold questions, and a lot of these have a lot of duality, so that's one thing. Um, as far as fake smiling, we all do it. We all definitely do it. There's even, like, science behind how long a real smile versus a fake smile lasts. Like, a real smile lasts long um, for a less amount of time, but a fake smile will, like, hold on your face for a little while because you're kind of still performing it. Um, for someone, let's say, that's not happy and having a hard time, doing this fake smile, and it might be the safest way to get through the social situation that they're in. It could be a survival mechanism as well because sometimes it's just not, it doesn't feel good for other people to know how unhappy you are because we're so conditioned for people to be like, why aren't you smiling? Are you okay? What's going on? And not everyone wants to be fussed over. At the same time, some people use fake smiling as a manipulation tactic in order to get what they want or be perceived in a way that's not authentic in fact, there's even some studies on like the way back bi- biology evolution of when like animals used to smile or chimps used to smile. It's a, it's a threat display, like showing your teeth like that is a threat display. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of duality there, and it really just comes down to 
what's the person's intention behind their fake smile? Are they doing it to preserve themselves? Or are they doing it to harm others? Oh, that's that's definitely very insightful. So how can we destigmatize not smiling and give more space for those who do not smile as often? Yeah, first of all, stop asking or saying, hey, you should smile more. It's a cringy question. Or a cringy no one should ever say that ever to anyone. Um, don't ever say you should smile more. Don't say you would be so pretty if you smiled, um, any of that. And also, if we're recognizing that someone might not be feeling too great, just ask, how can I support you? Because guarantee, maybe they didn't get asked that question that day. Or maybe their answer is just like, Oh, I was just bored and I was just looking off in the distance. I didn't realize that I wasn't, you know, investing in this conversation or someone saying, yeah, I'm really down. I I could use a pick me up. And maybe that's an opportunity for smiles or laughter. I know when I'm really down, my my partner and my friends will do just really silly, stupid things to get me to laugh. Because as soon as I start laughing, it changes my whole perspective, at least for that moment and allows me to kind of get out of the um, headspace I was in originally. You know, it's interesting. Everyone smiles different. Mm -hmm. Have you ever met someone and they actually are smiling, but that's, they have a serious look, but that's just their smile. (laughs) It's like, oh, okay. (laughs) So, you know, some people are really toothy when they smile. Some people just like look like a clown when they smile. So everyone has their own smile. You know, we got, we we were born without God-given smile. (laughs) So um, how do you... (laughs) address when someone is, let's say, judging someone for not smiling the way they want you to smile, you know, because everyone's smile is different. And my thing is, let people be themselves. Everyone Mm -hmm. is not going to be you. I smile different than Desi. Mm -hmm. Um, I smile different than Chris. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, literally, as you were asking the question, you, you said what came to my head, which was, we need to stop judging. And that's what all of this work, all my work is about around DEI, ideas work, the inclusion, is that it's that judgment that gets in the way of our acceptance of other people and for them feeling good about their presence within our space. So the first, if your first instinct is to judge someone that, because they're not smiling and or judge someone because of the way that they're smiling, try to make your second thought, like, why am I thinking that? Why does it matter? Are they happy? Am I just not sure that they're happy? Maybe I should just ask them if they're happy. And that'll answer the question. Um, <clears throat> this is a really easy workaround instead of just assuming a lot of bad intent and judging people based off of things that they can't control. And that is, frankly, none of your business. <laughs> amen. Amen to that. <laughs> so before we get into the break, uh, I'm going to start with this question. Desi, what is happy slash positive privilege? Oh, I love this one because this is fairly new and it's something I've been trying to use more often is that I genuinely think that some people have like happy or positive privilege in their lives. And sometimes it's marked by not going through a lot of adverse experiences and therefore having an extremely positive and happy worldview that other people might find not digestible and not like tangible 
and unrealistic. Like, how are you that happy all the time? How are you this positive all the time? Like, have you never been through anything in your life? <laughs> and so not that there's anything wrong with people feeling that way, because some people genuinely do. But I think that's a level of privilege. And there's nothing wrong with not being that happy all the time. And when we talk about self-care, we have this whole self-care conversation and pick yourself up and do all this and get motivated and all that. And I'm like, y'all, I am not motivated sometimes. Like sometimes I am just not. I'm just not going to be like this all the time sometimes I'm just a crabby little patty and I just want to be home by myself and that's okay too and I don't need to aspire to an unrealistic happy privilege or positive privilege that I will never be able to achieve just because of who I am and what I've been through in my life thank you Desi thank you and we're going to talk a little bit more about that after the break Um, this is the James Cooley show it's your life and we're taking the station break right now but we will be back with our guest Desi Carson There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. And we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now, here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. Uh, I'm James Cooley, and uh, as uh, a listener audience uh, probably noticed that uh, I am uh, not on that, that much tonight, and my expectation for next week uh, is probably not going to be any better than tonight because uh, I just had a, a death in the family uh, yesterday. My little sister, Gail, and uh, got to make sure that we take care of everything. But uh, I am in such wonderful hands uh, with uh, my co-host, uh, Michelle Cooley, and my producer tonight, my producer, or Chris. Uh, and um, I tell you, so, and we got this fantastic guest on tonight, which I call the young doctor, uh, Desi uh, Carson. Uh, she's absolutely wonderful, and you all need to lock that into your minds. 
uh, that uh, we're going to be talking to her quite often unless she decides to fire us. <laughs> uh, Desi, are you firing us? Nope, nope, sorry. You get stuck. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she brings so many different aspects to the James Cooley uh, It's Your Life uh, program. And tonight uh, we're talking about smiling, uh, the, the psychology behind smiling. And um, there is a psychology behind that because, uh, as Michelle and Desi uh, talked about uh, earlier, that some people just do it, just they be faking it. <laughs> I mean, well, when you're faking it and when you're just doing it, I mean, me, I try to be genuine and Desi, I know that you try to be genuine as well and everything. Oh, I already know. You try to be genuine in everything you do. Mm -hmm. Uh, So can you tell our listening audience why it's important to be genuine in everything that you do? (laughs) Uh, Because the second that you're found out that you're not being genuine, it honestly ruins all trust in you as a person and other people's experience of you. I find that authenticity goes a long way, and there's... Uh, a lot of pressure for folks to maybe try not to be genuine if they feel like what they're presenting isn't good enough or they might be judged for some reason or if there's some negative consequence to them being themselves. But the more that we can normalize, hey, you can actually be yourself and I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to have anything negative about our relationship. In fact, seeing your real, raw, true self is something that is much more important to me and it gives me more opportunity to show you love and care and compassion for the whole real you and so the the genuine smile and the (laughs) genuine interactions um can be part of that but some people it's hard to break the sort of social barrier protection wow okay so you and michelle talked about uh what is happy positive privilege and uh, i don't know if you guys got into how can positive privilege be harmful or helpful can you explain to our listening audience uh, what you mean by that? <laughs> yeah. So as I mentioned about what I call this happy privilege or positive privilege, um, the happy privilege I think can be really detrimental for folks when they are imposing their privilege onto other people in a way that feels really inequitable and unfair. So again, me personally, I uh, I've been I've talked about this on the show before. So I my diagnosis is bipolar too. So that means that my mood shifts every few weeks and I'm either going to be euphoric I'm going to be on top of the world or I'm not going to be so great all the time and so when there is pressure from other people to say like oh just pick yourself up just be happy just it'll be okay it's like no I actually can't do that (laughs) this isn't going to work um and all your self-help books all your motivational speeches um you can send me another Will Smith video that's not going to do it for me Um, And I think that when people use their happy privilege for harm or try to impose it on folks in a way that is not helpful for their needs or what they actually need in that moment, then that's where the most um, that's where it can be the most frustrating. Wow. Uh, Psychologically, um, I'm going to ask this question uh, because I was listening. But what kind of things that makes us smile and why are we socially drawn to smiley people? 
It's a good one. You know, it makes you think like, like what makes you smile, James? <laughs> what? Let's think about these things that that's we a, that's do. A, that's, that's a very good question, and I never thought yeah. about that. But uh, you know what make me smile? What? Uh, Desi is uh, when I'm able to uh, be around people that are happy, that are genuine, and that um, a lot of times, unless you walk in in a person's shoes, you don't know what's going on in their minds, mm-hmm. or you don't know what's going on at that moment, uh, because uh, it's it's uh, a billions of people on this earth, and we all we all have a different personality. Mm-hmm. Uh, what makes me smile is if I am around someone, and uh, and uh, regardless of the situation, I just walk up to them and say, "Hey, how you doing?" Uh, you know, to break that. Uh, that ice because you never know. And they then they you get them to open up and they just start telling you what's on their mind and <clears throat> hopefully that we have some great advice to come back uh, where they nod their head. And uh, just being uh, able to contribute and being able to be a positive influence, all of those things makes me smile. Yeah, I love that what you're saying has a lot to do with your purpose and what you feel like is your purpose and stepping into your purpose, which is speaking to and influencing folks and it's even what you're doing on your show. And this is why we're here. Um, And that's a really good general answer to the question that you're asking and that stepping into what people feel is their purpose, doing things that they feel like are helpful for other people. Altruism makes us smile. Um, laughter, things that we think are funny or things that are unexpected. When we don't know a punchline, that's what can get to us. Also, well, seeing other experiences of joy and happiness, like cat videos, will <laughs> do it too. Yes, and you know, I tell you, uh, I'm going to turn it back over to Michelle. I don't know how much time we got left in the show because uh, she's going to be handling most of the shows. Her and my very, very good friend, uh, Paula Show. Joe? And um, uh, we got Noah Dingley. Uh, but uh, I tell you, uh, you've been such a positive influence. Uh, how can uh, our listening audience get in touch with you, uh, reach out to you if they needed to uh, just talk to you a little bit more or just be involved in what you're doing because you're so much of a positive influence? Yeah, I'd love to connect with folks. Um, my email is Desi, D-E-S-I, period, Carson, C-A-R-S-O-N, at Inclusion Next Work. That's N-E-X-T-W-O-R-K dot org. Um, and you can also follow us on socials at, at Inclusion Next Work on Instagram and Twitter. And connect with me on LinkedIn because I love to connect with people there, too. Wow. Hey, Desi, uh, can you just leave uh, 30 seconds, maybe 45 seconds max? We, we don't have that much more time. Uh, can you tell our listeners uh, a, a takeaway, a positive takeaway that uh, they might want to consider? Sure. A good t- message. <laughs> yeah. A good takeaway is smile when you can, and it's okay when you can't. And just be genuine in both ways. Um, if it's hard to smile, try to find ways that you can. Getting yourself to smile gives you that serotonin, that dopamine we need. Um, but if you can't do it if people are struggling with smiling then give them grace and let's not judge them and let's just shower them with love regardless if they're smiling or not desi carson my buddy my friend uh we got to do part four real soon if uh if you're open uh but um 
I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show tonight. I want to thank uh, my great, great uh, co-host, Michelle Cooley, who's going to be handling things uh, pretty much next week. Uh, her, uh, Paula Shaw, and, and Noah Dingley. I'd like to uh, thank uh, our listening audience for always tuning in every night to make sure that we uh, uh, are bringing great messages and that uh, they are getting uh, positive impacts from what we're doing. Uh, I'd like to thank my my producer, uh, Chris uh, Dungey. I mean, tonight, I'm, dude, uh, man, you you hitting it, you doing it, and thank you. Um, and I I always want to remind our listening audience that we're always looking for sponsors so we can continue to bring this great message to you. And I tell you, we've got great shows coming up. Uh, the rest of well, uh, next week, I'm probably not going to be a part of that, but I tell you, tune in. Uh, we got great, great shows, and maybe uh, we will. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. We'll see you next week. I hope everybody have a wonderful, 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 wonderful weekend. Uh, we are in New York, and we're going to be heading back to Dallas tomorrow. I mean, in a couple of days. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. Thanks for joining us for It's Your Life with James Cooley. To learn more about James, how you can support the show, or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Join James weekdays at this same time for more motivation and inspiration to help you become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. This has been the James Cooley Show. It's your life where you learn how to dream big, think big, and be big at everything that you do. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.